Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Hello, thank you for joining us for The Winning Side broadcast. It is Tuesday, March 22nd, and as you heard the intro there, our normal one that we hear every single day. This is not Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. This is Brother Caleb today. And you would think after over 300 episodes or 300 broadcasts, I would have some idea what it's like to sit in this chair. I'm normally sitting in the other chair over there behind the camera, behind the controls. And I will just say I already have a more of appreciation for a pastor doing this every day. It's not easy preaching to a camera And I know it's not easy preaching to me sitting in that other chair when I'm there, but I'm thankful that our pastor has started this broadcast. It's been over a year. I hope it's been a blessing to you and just an uh, an encouragement in your day-to-day, Monday through Friday, every day at noon. And then shortly after that, it gets uploaded to the podcast, and you can always go back and watch it on Facebook and YouTube. And I know pastor mentions those ways every single day, and I'm thankful that we have many ways to listen, but I do want to just make sure that you're aware Now, we're live on 95.9 FM every single day here in our local area, but we do have that radio app, and it's free. And it wasn't free to get made, but it's free to you. And uh, it's there in the iOS or the Google Android Play Store. You can download those for free, start listening that way as well, and share that with somebody, share that with a friend, anybody that you come in contact with. That's a great uh, avenue there that they could listen anytime, place as they go about their day. But then we got Facebook. It's broadcasting on Facebook, and it's broadcasting on YouTube, and there's ways that you can share that with people as well. You can always go back and watch uh, and listen that way as well. And then the podcast uh, we're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I think those are two of the main ones. Uh, we're also on Spotify and, and uh, other ones like that. But uh, anyway, it's just good ways to always go back and keep up to date with that. And so thank you for those that tune in each and every day. We are glad that you're here. I want to say a happy birthday today to Miss Teresa Long. That's our only birthday today, so happy birthday to you. I hope you have a great day, a wonderful day there. And uh, once again, happy birthday to you. I'd like to uh, just make mention of yesterday, Brother Nathan uh, had a a word of the day, and the word was way, and I enjoyed that uh, that devotion there, that challenge yesterday. Uh, I will not have a word of the day. Actually, I will be coming to you on the winning side Tuesday and Thursday this week. Brother Nathan will do the rest of the days, and so I'd like to just have the topic, really, or the challenge today. We'll talk about steps to overcoming hard times, steps to overcoming hard times, excuse me. Uh, tomorrow night I will be preaching in the service, and uh, really, uh, it's a message that's been on my heart for quite some time, and I, I feel like this is probably, I want to make sure I'm not getting into my message, but a little bit to do with my message uh, tomorrow night, but Steps to Overcoming Hard Times, and I'd like to play a song uh, right here uh, in just a few moments, probably one of my favorite songs that this group sings. This is the Clark family. They're going to sing the song, Middle of My Storm. I believe we played it on a Monday morning live broadcast, those that tune in on Mondays at 10. But I'd like to play that for you today. Listen to those words. I hope it's an encouragement to you, but I'm glad that 
uh, in there, it says, uh, I think it's the second verse, but it talks about, I, I didn't choose this. I wouldn't have chose this for my life, but I know, I'm going to trust God because I know He's working all things together for my good. And, of course, that comes from Romans 8.28. But I want you to hear this song right now. And it's not normally, we don't normally play slower songs like this, uh, normally a little more upbeat. And so I hope you're okay with listening to a song like this. But I believe it will be a blessing to you, a help, uh, because I know you're either coming out of a storm uh, you're in the middle of a storm, or you're about to go into a storm. So let's listen to that song right now, Middle of My Storm, and then we will be uh, in Matthew, or I'm, excuse me, uh, we, we'll look at Matthew probably a little bit on Thursday. We're going to be looking at 1 Samuel chapter 30. We'll look at a verse there and a couple other passages, but if you want to get ready, 1 Samuel chapter 30, we'll look at verse 6 in just a moment, but we'll listen to that song right now, Middle of My Storm. I've had questions in my mind, I've been scared But I know that I have a Savior Who knows right where I am and hears my prayers In the midst of all the problems and burdens of this life I will call upon the one Get me through the night Lord, hold my hand In the middle of my storm When I'm sinking down Lord, help me to stand When the waves are crashing round May I keep my eyes on you Cause Lord, you're the only one Who can help me get through Middle of my storm. I don't know how the story will end. I didn't see this in the plans you had for me, but I know that I can trust in the one who's working all things for my good. Though I may not know the answers till I reach the other side, I will keep my eyes on Jesus till my faith becomes sight. Lord, hold my hand in the middle of my soul. I'm sinking down Lord help me to stand When the waves are crashing round May I keep my eyes on you Cause Lord you're the only one Who can help me get through The middle of my storm Lord you're greater than my problems Greater than my fears you are greater than my weakness, greater than my tears. You never let me down, and you are here with me right now. 
Lord, hold my hand in the middle of my storm. When I'm sinking down, Lord, help me to stand. When the waves are crashing round, may I keep my eyes on you. Because, Lord, you're the only one who can help me get through. You are the only one who can help me get through. The middle of my storm. The middle of my storm. Hey Amen. I appreciate that song right there, and kind of a a newer song, if you will. Maybe not a song you've heard before. Uh, but I hope and I, I believe that that was a blessing to you. Let's get into our Bible study in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse number 6. I'd like to just look at this verse right here. We'll talk a little bit of its context, uh, but I'd like to really just use this and pick a phrase from this verse that I believe uh, uh, we all have heard, we all know the verse. Uh, we've heard it probably preached a hundred times, but I just want to remind us uh, today about this verse. 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, it says this, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Right here, uh, the context of this verse is King David and his mighty men, they were uh, victorious on many occasions when they'd go to battle. Uh, but there was this instance when they were returning home from a battle that they found their entire village burned to the ground. And honestly, it was a gut punch to all of them, uh, really uh, not expecting it at all. But they returned home, and their whole the city was just gone, gone. It was burned to the ground. And then also, their families, their wives, their children, their livestock uh, was taken captive and taken away. And I cannot imagine coming home to find my house just completely burned to the ground, but then also find out that my family had been taken captive. Can I just say, if that was me, I probably would have had a terrible response uh, I probably would be a little bit upset. Uh, I probably would try to find out who did it and who can I go and, uh, and uh, get them back for what they did. And uh, th those aren't the right reactions, although I think that somebody, somebody, some people have had, would have that reaction. I think we wouldn't blame them. But David, it says this, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. David was a mighty man. He was a, uh, a warrior, a great king. But David here is he's grieving for his own wife and his children. His wife and children are gone too. But then uh, later in the passage, you can literally hear the, the David's men talking about killing David. They were blaming David for what happened. And David was uh, victorious. I'm sure he was coming back from battle, uh, not expecting to see that. And he comes back and he is just let down. Not only on top of that, but people want to kill him. I want to just remind us and challenge us. Here's, here's one of the steps that we can use to overcome hard times. Let's make prayer our first response. Let's make prayer our first response. You know, prayer is a very powerful force that we have at our disposal. Anytime, any place, we can pray. Uh, if you're driving down the road right now, you can pray. Now, please don't fold your hands, bow your head, and close your eyes, okay? But you can pray right there where you're at. I'm glad that we don't have to wait for a certain time of day. I'm glad we don't have to go talk to a priest and ask him to help us with something or forgive us of our sins, okay? I'm glad that we don't have to roll out a rug and uh, pray a certain way. And, and um, really, I'm just glad that we could pray anytime, place, and God is wanting 
to hear our prayers. Uh, the Bible tells us that we have not because we ask not. God wants us to ask Him. Uh, prayer is simply just asking. Uh, it's found in Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, but ask, seek, knock. And uh, there's, there's the acrostic right there, but prayer is just simply asking. So here we find David grieving for his own wife and his children and hearing the men talk about how they wanted to kill him. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. He went to God. He made prayer his first response. I, I wonder, um, the last time something's come into your life that was just blew you away and you couldn't believe what was going on. And I just say for me, I wish I had 100% or an A-plus on my report card for making prayer my first response. You know what? Sometimes, if I could just be a little transparent with you today, sometimes I forget. Sometimes I make it my last response. And then all of a sudden it's like, Lord, why didn't I come to you in the first place? And he's probably thinking, yeah, Caleb, why didn't you come to me in the first place? Uh, silly example here, but uh, I'm, I'm notorious for misplacing my keys or maybe my wallet and sometimes my phone, but what's nice about my phone is I got a watch that I can ping it even if it's on silent and I can find my, my phone and then my wife's phone's connected to mine, so if I ever lose it, I can find it on the map and all that. But uh, many times I'm looking around looking for something, I can't find it, and all of a sudden the Lord, and it's something so simple, right? Losing your car keys. The Lord says, did you pray about it? And it's amazing. I'll pray and I, it, I can't tell you how many times I'll go look for somewhere where I've already looked before, and there it is. But let's not make prayer our last response. Let's make prayer our first response. We must learn to hit our knees when life hits us with something unexpected, something out of nowhere, a storm. Uh, I, recently, I don't want to get ahead of myself, and I don't want to preach my message coming up tomorrow night, uh, but my dad was traveling out here uh, to North Carolina, and he said he saw this sign, and he wrote it down. He says, Kale, this would be a good seed thought for a message. And it said, uh, there was a storm coming, it said, winter storm warning, prepare before the storm rather than during the storm. And I think it was something like that. But really the message was prepare before, not in the storm. And so let's practice now, well, maybe you're not in a storm, let's practice now everything that we do. Let's make prayer our first response. You know, it's in moments of tragedy and crisis that you're going to hear uh, many voices. There's going to be many distractions. The waves and the wind is, is coming at us in every which direction. Well, that's why it's so important for us to push through the noise and to keep our eyes on Jesus and to seek God for what we should do next. Well, let's make prayer our first response. Here's another step into overcoming hard times. Next, um, let's learn to forgive. Let's learn to forgive. I want to look at a verse here. I'm, I'm looking here on my iPad, if you will. Uh, it's a verse that uh, I could probably just quote it to you, but I wanted to just make sure I don't misquote it. Uh, and it's amazing. This verse, my children are learning it. Uh, Reagan's sick. She knows this verse. Uh, my boys are working hard on it. They're like me, just a little bit slower with learning things. Uh, but here in Ephesians 4.32, a very uh, famous passage of Scripture, famous verse with dealing with forgiveness, but it says this, And be kind one to another. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Why? <laughs> Even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. And uh, it's amazing. Uh, I, my boys uh, going to Sunday school class and going to church, and I'm thankful for all of our Sunday school workers and teachers and uh, bus workers, those that deal with our, our children's ministries. I want you to know that it's not in vain. Uh, my children, uh, it's amazing. Ryder is really good. Ryder is uh, the younger twin by three minutes. Uh, but he's really good at preaching something towards his, uh, his siblings, his sister and his brother. Uh, not so much to Rowan yet because he's only six months old. But he's really good saying, yeah, you shouldn't do that. Uh, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't lie. Uh, you shouldn't cry. You shouldn't fight. You need to share. And uh, two seconds before that, he wasn't doing that. But he said, he's been saying this a lot lately. He said, 
uh, when someone's getting upset or something, I'll say, guys, just be kind one to another. He goes, yeah, my teacher, talking about someone, a uh, Sunday school teacher, my teacher said, be kind. And uh, where did our teacher get that from? From the Bible. Let's be kind. Step number two, let's learn to forgive. Let's learn to forgive. Uh, I just want to remind all of us, okay, we've all been wronged. We've all been betrayed. We've all been maybe taken advantage of, of a, a time or two. We've all had a family member, maybe a spouse, uh, maybe a relative, maybe a coworker, maybe a boss, maybe a pastor, maybe an assistant pastor that's let you down. And maybe it wasn't their intention. Maybe it was. But your responsibility is to learn to forgive. You said, well, Brother Caleb, they never said sorry. Maybe they don't even know. Uh, maybe they do know. But it's not our responsibility to, uh, to figure out what, what they need to do. Our responsibility is to simply just forgive. Why? Because even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. You know, unforgiveness has the power to keep us from moving forward. Uh, when really, probably the person who wronged us, uh, that we believe wronged us, they've already moved past it. They've already forgotten about it. But here we are still hanging on to unforgiveness. I think about Joseph. I think about all that he went through, and, and I won't get all the way through uh, this probably this point because we're running out of time here. But I want to just say that Joseph, when he got to the end of his life and he's sitting there after he went through uh, being sold into slavery, uh, before that he was thrown in the pit, then he was thrown into slavery, then he was in Potiphar's house, and then he was uh, in the palace, then he was in prison, they forgot about him in prison, and then he came out and he was restored. And it was a long period of time from when he had that dream to when it was fulfilled. And you know what? When his brothers came before him at the end of his life, they were scared. And they said, please forgive us. And what did, what did Joseph say? He said, hey, you might have meant it for evil, but God meant it unto good. Joseph had already developed. He said, I'm just going to forgive. Why? Because God has forgiven me. For Christ's sake, God hath uh, forgiven you. And just like that parable of the unforgiving servant uh, that was forgiven such a great debt, and then he went and found someone that barely owed him anything and threw him in jail, that is exactly what we do. And that's the reason why Jesus taught that example was we have been forgiven a great debt our responsibility is to learn to forgive. I don't know what you're going through today. Maybe, maybe everything's great right now, but I know there's going to be a storm that comes. Let's be sure, the two steps we talked about today, let's make prayer our first response. Let's not make Facebook our first response. Let's not make our, uh, you know, our, some of the people that aren't going to help us uh, be our first response. It's like, can you believe this happened? And, oh, I can't believe this happened. Let's not make that our first response. Let's make prayer our first response. And let's learn to forgive, just like I want my children to learn how to forgive one another and to forgive uh, maybe someone over here that's hurt their feelings. I too uh, want to learn how to forgive. I don't want to hold a grudge. I don't want to, uh, to just say, oh, I forgive you, but I'm never going to forget what you did to me. No, with the power of God, we can move past it. We need to learn how uh, to learn to forgive. And I hope that that's been a, uh, an, an um, encouragement to you, a challenge, but uh, I think that'll help us live on the winning side if we make prayer our first response in overcoming hard times. And, and let's learn to forgive. Uh, God bless you. I hope you have a great day. Uh, uh, thanks for tuning in today. Uh, have a great rest of your Tuesday. Look forward to hearing Brother Nathan tomorrow on the winning side and looking forward to church tomorrow night. Have a great rest of your day. God bless you. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. 
If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.